are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power hey everybody welcome to power producer shop talk i can't tell you what episode it is and i don't really care because i'm going to key west as soon as we're done recording so (laughs) there's that it's probably somewhere near 40 i don't know yeah, I'm not even going to look because I want to. I want to blow the doors off of this thing and call it a day. You know, I'm we're going down that. there. We're going down there with the intent that we are. Um, we are renting this condo in Truman Annex. A condo. It's like yeah. a probably more like a townhouse, really, because it's two yeah. or three stories, right there in Truman Annex, behind the gates. Nice. Very traditional Key West coloring and architecture. Exactly Pink. what you would want. It could be pink, could be a nice little lime green. I, I don't know, you know? I got a lot of options down Wait, you don't down know? There. You, haven't, you haven't been there? I haven't been to this particular oh, one. Okay. No, they're different colors, man. They're like row houses and townhouses. Anyhow, got the whole it, point it. of us going down there is for spring break, but Woo! it's also it's also for me to buy it. There, there you it go. Is. There it is right there. Well, I mean, that's exciting. Yeah, so that's why I'm kind of pumped, man. I want to go ahead and get this over and done with, um, but I'm taking a very risk management oriented approach to this process by relocating of this the fun episode factory. or of the <laughs> no the <laughs> the whole purchase because I'm relocating the fun factory into Truman Annex, which is a relatively quiet neighborhood in Key West by all accounts, just to see how they perform and how well they're received. I have a feeling this might be like a liver transplant with an unmatched donor. Oof. <laughs> and it may just get rejected right out of the box. So I'm going in with guarded optimism that we're going to leave with real estate. We'll see what happens. Okay. Or at least a contract. Well, I'm obviously not going to close on it while we're down there, but at least a contract. That's that's the goal. Nice. Yeah, so it is what it is. Anyhow, before I do that, though, I wanted to talk about loss runs, man, and just low-hanging fruit mm. that people can see on loss runs. I just had a call with a gentleman that I was helping with a mod analysis and we were looking through these loss runs and I'm not even going to lie. They were like a train wreck, an absolute train wreck. It was crazy too because (laughs) it it wasn't that the loss runs themselves were a train wreck. The company, like his So that's what I was going to ask. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. But what I realized in going through that is this is a nice account, man. This is a it, it's a couple hundred thousand dollars in workers comp premium. I would definitely um, wait That's a couple doable. of hours. Yeah, I'd, I'd wait a couple of hours to go to Key West if I had an opportunity to meet with them. I mean, I wouldn't sure. skip my trip for it, but you know, I would I would definitely you know meet with them. And I looked at the loss runs, and as I walked through, 
and explained what I was looking for, trends just were obvious. Obvious okay. in the in the course kind, of the conversation. What kind of place is this? This particular establishment is a not-for-profit that deals with behavioral issues. Okay. And you know, there's there's always volume on those things. Yeah, always. Right. Like tough I'll to always get placed sometimes. Yeah, I'll always remember the story. So my uncle is a psychologist. Both of my uncles on my my father's side are psychologists. And I will always remember the story of Fat Paul. <laughs> because my uncle worked in one of those places where you're dealing with people who have behavioral or or psychological. He actually worked with. So he had a patient that he called Fat Paul. Well, Fat Paul actually um, tackled my uncle, landed on him, and crushed his arm. And he had to wear one of those things like this, like that holds your arm up. And he had with pins the stick in his arm. attached to your waist. Yes, I hate that thing. How do you? How do you? How do you, how do you live your life with that thing? I don't know, but how? Like, why is that the the only technology that we have in order to keep? You, like, I mean. Seriously, we have a robot operating on Mars. Like a, but like a if, paper mache stick that's just yeah. attached to your cast. It's terrible. Yeah. So yeah, Fat on. Paul right, was so a anyways. kid that, yeah, he got into it. My uncle was trying to pull He's him a off kid? of somebody. That's even better. I think he was like 12 or 14, but he was fat, and he weighed like 300 pounds. So my uncle this went to move best. him. He fell. He landed on him, crushed him. My uncle had pins in his arms and all of this other stuff. So, I mean, I, all that to say, obviously, oh we're – joking about it because it was my uncle but uh, it's really not funny i mean there's <laughs> there's a I lot know, of issues dude, that's pretty pretty funny but i mean there's a lot of issues with that kind of stuff when you're dealing with some of these nonprofits. so it's important that you really understand what you're doing from a workers comp perspective when you advise them and so this is somebody who's got experience in that arena but is moving from being johnny insurance to johnny total cost of risk. So mm -hmm. sitting down and us reviewing those loss runs together really, you know, should have opened opened eyes, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to I, I, I had no idea what we were going to talk about this morning. So neither. I thought um, let's talk about that because I think that's something that a lot of people can learn from and something that I usually just I'm so used to doing it now that I take for granted that everybody looks at things the same way that I do. Yeah. Um and, and that's obviously not the case. I mean, you just kind of go into um, autopilot, I think. And I do. Um, oh, by the way, rooster hat. I mean, obviously, I, I have to I, wear the rooster hat. Yeah, I saw that a second ago. Um, Smoking tuna t-shirt. Had to wear that for Key West. <laughs> you're, you're ready to go. I'm not standing up. I'm not standing up right now, or a lot of people <laughs> might have questions. God. Anyhow, uh, that being said... Um, you know, so we started to go through this. So I wanted to talk to people because as a producer, there are things, and I know we've done a shop talk episode about quick and easy ways to read loss runs before. We did one where I just said, if you want to make a quick impact on the fly at the point of sale, look at the indemnity column, go down, look for small indemnity, see what what's going on with it. So is, is that the, the first thing that you do when you look at them, or is or is that <sighs> are you just talking quick and dirty tips? No, that's a quick and dirty tip. This this is going to be more in depth. What what I'm going to talk okay. what we're going to talk about today. So, that is still one of the very first things I do because I'm looking for whether or not there's low indemnity and the reason why we're looking for that is to determine whether or not return to work or light duty is in place. And that's going to tell you that story. If there's low dollar indemnity claims, there's a high likelihood it's not there, right? Right. And so that 
opens up the door for that conversation. So I don't change that at all. That's literally the first thing I did in this. And I'm like, okay, we need to talk about return to work and light duty. But there are other things that need to be looked at. And, and on this particular account, there were a couple. Now, this account was in a state where you can pay up to, I'm just going to call it $2,500. It's it, it's different number, but I'm, I'm protecting the identity of the innocent here. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it 2,500 bucks. Uh, you can pay the first 2,500 without the deductible on your policy and they're going to put it there. They won't put that on the mod. Hmm. So okay. one of the things that I wanted to look at was, okay, if this thing's medical only, let's, let's look and make sure it's, so if there's zeros in the indemnity column, I immediately glanced over to the medical to see what the amount was there. And the mm-hmm. reason why is because this account has a mod that's well over one. And I wanted to see how many of those claims are in that $3,600 amount or, or $2,500 amount rather, or lower. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see when I run it through Mogic and do a deductible analyzer, how much the mod would have dropped if that 2,500 would have been paid out of pocket. Right. And then I wanted to see what the total value of claims under 2,500 would be and compare that to what the savings would be. And then it tells you, should I do this or should I not? I mean, it mm-hmm. really is that easy. The, the The math is not hard and you just need to know greater than, less than, and you're good, right? So right. that was the, the first thing I looked at. But as I went through, you know, the other thing that I looked at was the one of the other things I look at every single time. And I mean, anytime I'm looking at a company who has significant claims activity. And by significant, I mean, when you got to add rows to the mod worksheet to add some of those claims in there, that's yeah. significant. I mean, there's, I'm not six, talking there's about, six rows in the thing, I think, right? <laughs> like yeah, for each. It, 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 it's not like you're going in, you're looking at the mod worksheet and there's like <clears throat> two claims in one year, one claim in the next and two claims in the, in the next, right? Yeah. This thing was loaded. Like I had to use two hands to pick up this mod worksheet. It was so loaded with claims. It's pretty loaded. Crazy. So anyhow, um, I looked at lag time and I'm like, what in the world is going on? So there were like, th- I, I don't remember exactly how many pages. It was definitely more than 20 of loss runs. Um, and I started going down going, through it. Going and, how far back? Just, uh, it went all the way just, back to 16. It was five years worth, but okay. still, I mean, still, it's, it's still a chunk of losses. A lot, yeah. It, it may have been more than 30. I, I, I don't know. I didn't look at the right. PDF to see. So I started I started scrolling through and as I look I'm like 5 days, 2 weeks, 4 months, 3 days, 5 days, 2 months. Hmm. Like what the heck is going on people? Yeah. Why aren't you reporting your claims? And so I went back through it and then I'm talking and we're having dialogue about what we're what I'm seeing and I'm explaining why I'm looking at it the way that I am and all of that. And I went back through it a second time and I said, you know, it's interesting. The The trend that I see here is that on the ones that are bad, like they had a couple mm-hmm. claims that were in the seventy, eighty thousand dollars range. Jeez. On the ones that are bad, they report it the same day or like the day after. Mm-hmm. It's all these piddly little claims that are anywhere between a few hundred bucks and a few thousand dollars that have mm. this horrible lag time on them. Okay. So it's almost like the mentality, you know, letting the loss runs tell the story. It's almost like the mentality was if it's really, really bad, we know we have to get it reported right away. Mm-hmm. But we don't have that same level of intensity and execution if it's not a bad claim because we don't view it as bad. And then what happened is right. several of these claims that if they would have been reported right away, 
would not have had indemnity on them. Yeah. And they would have been much less than the several thousand they were. Or even though, because because I, it was crazy stuff like a couple hundred bucks of indemnity for 6,000 in medical. Why? Right. You know, why is that even happening? So, you know, as a producer, we get loss runs. And most of the time we get loss runs and, you know, it's for submission purposes. Got to have loss runs for that mm -hmm. submission. Got to make sure that we get the underwriter what they need. And we might even do a premium versus loss summary. The very best will do some level of a mod review, but they won't do it as detailed as they should. Mm -hmm. And most people use Magic and companies similar to go in and just organize data, if yeah. that makes sense. They're not They're auditing to make sure the mod is correct in many <clears throat> cases. They're literally taking the mod worksheet scanning it in, having it organize the data, and then they base their sales presentation and their report on that because they can very easily show pictures and numbers that will help that person understand what's going on with their mod. The problem is they don't even know that if, if it's right or not, number one. Right. And number two, what, what are you really doing? What, are the, what, what solutions are you offering above and beyond that, right? So it's great that I can come in and tell you Here's all the things that are going on with your mod. But if I stop there, are you going to hire me? Probably mm -hmm. I might have a better than average chance if I'm really good at leveraging the fact I showed you information that you <laughs> hadn't seen before. Yeah. But really, I've got to show you how I'm going to fix gonna do the problem. It? Yeah. Right. And so that's what we started to get into. So as we looked at it again, you know, it was a, a lot of, of, of paper in terms of loss runs. And on the mod worksheet, even though they had to add lines, those pesky grouped losses reared their ugly head again. And there were was one year that had like seven, another year that had like six. Mm. And so then that question was, well, let's see what these losses are. And so, I mean, we start digging into all of this. And here's the deal, people. I'm, I'm giving you gold right now, period, end of story. But I'm not going to do it until I tell you. You really need to go give us a review on iTunes, please. Yes. And come also, come on, man. I mean, I'm looking at Scott and Bradley from the insurance guys. Love them like brothers, and they are just crushing us on reviews. And you know why? Because they ask, they ask for them. They tell people, yeah. hey, will you go go leave us a review? Go subscribe. I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. Need that review? Need that subscription, guys. Really would help us out. Thank you. Now, that's the end of Appreciate the public you. service announcement. So, um, anyhow... You know, I told him, here, here, here are some questions I would ask. I'm not even going to go into light duty because as soon as I do, people are going to fast forward. So I'm not even going to talk about that. We've talked about mm -hmm. return to work until – I'm not even going to probably talk about return to work as a subject again until 2022 because we've yeah, talked about we, it too we've, we've beat that one to death. But I ask him, I'm like, question I would ask. Talk to me about your accident reporting process. What's your company policy for accident reporting? You know, tell yeah. me what that looks like, because right now nobody's being held accountable to it. Right. It, it, it it's appears all, to me it's there, all is, over the there place. isn't one. Sure. Yeah. Appears to me you don't have one. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to go throw that in somebody's face, but I'm, you know, <laughs> me talking frankly to him. It doesn't look like there's one there. And if it is, somebody's very ineffective at managing it. Mm -hmm. Second question. Talk to me about your incident reporting. Okay. Difference. Incident. Mm -hmm. Near miss. Something that could have given rise to a claim. 
and caused bodily injury or property damage. And if it had, that would have become an accident. You can learn as much from near misses as you can. That's a good point that I that I forget about and that I would imagine most people forget about because it's like it didn't happen, so we're good and we don't need to we don't need to talk about it. But that's a that is a huge point that I think people miss. Well, and the thing is too, people, your client is going to give you pushback on this. I don't have time. Okay, great. Yeah. You don't have time. Well, you're paying $50,000 a year for workers comp more than you should. It would probably take you a grand total of, I don't know, 25 20. hours, yeah. maybe in a year to do accident reporting and incident reporting. And by the way, you'll get better results. So if all you ever did was just bring your mod back down to a one, you're working for $2,000 an hour to do that, right? Mm -hmm. If I save you 50,000 bucks and you spend 25 hours, sure. you don't, you, pretty sure you're not working for $2,000 Two, an, hour. an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just not happening. So that's the first piece. But, but the second piece is it, it's not just about improving the culture of awareness and making those decisions it also becomes a material part of your submission. Mm -hmm. Send copies of accident reports, send copies of incident reports. What are you worried about? It's gonna be on the loss runs anyhow. Show that the company is doing what they need to do mm -hmm. to control this stuff. Right. And so we, we talked about that. Then the other thing we talked about- what was the, uh, So what was the response to that? I'm curious. Um. He agreed with me completely. Okay. You know, I mean, it, it has to happen. And especially, like, look, you're going to get hit by people. You're going to get, you're gonna slip and fall. You're going to hurt your back lifting or wrestling with people. I mean, the, the common injuries in that type of business are well known for all practical sure. purposes. So it's really a formality to do the Magic Report and identify top loss drivers. But incident and accident reporting, and then immediately go to those top loss drivers and say... Talk to me about your your lifting program. Talk to me about this. Talk to me about that. And you start identifying them one on one by one. And all I'm doing is taking notes and I'm creating my learning tracks for the Think HR when I'm doing yeah, ex that. Exactly. Yep. You know, and so now I'm going in and saying, here's your top loss drivers. Tell me about accident reporting. Tell me about incident reporting. Tell me about your OSHA 300 logs. How, who's, who's completing those? Do you have an online solution to do that? And then I can say, well, let me tell you, when our clients, when we brought clients on board that are similar to the situation you're in right now, we done, went through the exact same process and we got them into you know, this learning module, this learning module, this learning module, and here's the result. And we took their mod from this to this. That's the other thing, people. If you are a niche player, if you write other businesses just like this one, and you are not using case studies from mm -hmm. your own book of business about how this has worked, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Because yeah. that's an easy way. Number one, you can use it at the point of sale. Number two, have, have that client that you helped agree to take a call from any prospects and give you a reference. Mm -hmm. And it's only going to back up what you represented at the point of sale and give you even more credibility. credibility. Yep. Yeah. But it's the other thing is, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I you're was up. just going to say it's, it's something, it's something simple that I think people forget to do. We just kind of get caught up in the conversation, but I used to, I used to do this um, on, on a much smaller level with the office supplies and, and even in the, in the PEO space, it's just giving examples of people, even if they weren't necessarily in the same industry, if they were like close by, like I'm talking with the office supplies, 
I was, if I was just at somebody's business two or three doors down, I'm referencing them all day, you know, while I'm going down that street that, Hey, you know, these guys, these guys were using, you know, office Depot before too, but Hey, look, I was able to save them 20% on their toners and their, and their paper. And, and that's why they decided to, you know, some, something even as simple as that has a big impact because it lets them know that other people are having good results. Yeah, Absolutely. And also it creates FOMO. Yeah. Whether you realize it or not. I mean, one of, one of my favorite tricks is to casually mention their competition that I represent in a meeting. Like, oh, hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm not casually representing it. Sometimes I'm saying, by the way, the reason you don't have market share is because you're not working with my firm and your workers' comp costs are out of control. So you don't have the ability to provide the same level of benefits, the same level of pay, and the same pricing reduction reduction for your end customer that the people who have this end of their business under control are able to provide. And you're not going to get there until you make it a point to be serious about this. Yep. I think the other thing too is a lot of people when it comes to... Um, workers comp related things specifically and i know i just said i wasn't going to talk about it but i have to bring <laughs> this part up Sp specifically about light duty but but i'm going to use light duty in in this context but we're not going to talk about it the way we always talk about it but it's specific to the employee's responsibility if, if they're injured right i mean that's a big deal man Right. Like there's there, there's not a lot of companies out there who understand that it's okay to fire somebody if they have a workers comp claim. They get soft, right? Yeah. And I think so, I think it's so, just because everybody's so sue happy these days that they're afraid. Now, let me tell you what the problem is. The problem is they pencil whip their safety manual, they pencil whip their employee handbook. They don't actually train their people. They just yeah. have the paper there to show that they have it, not understanding that those things exist for a reason and because they don't consistently execute on the things that are their quote published policies. They're screwed. They can't mm -hmm. do it at that point. And I would I use the example every time about one of my accounts that I engaged with. The mod was a 2.23. They had probably $400,000, $500,000 in premium at the time. And I asked him, talk to me about light duty, return to work. Well, we have that. Great. And I did it. what I do every single time. Boom. Blew through it. But I, I, I tell you this because... Early in that relationship, they had somebody who was injured and was able to come back light duty. They were re released for light duty, and the HR manager was off for the day. This is a business that runs seven days a week, so typically leadership has a day off during the week because they work one of the two weekend days, similar to what happens in retail. Mm -hmm. um, but anyhow, came in when the HR manager was off said, oh, um, well, I'm, I'll just wait until they come back before I start. Well, they had been scheduled and they were counting on them to be there because there was work that needed to be performed that this person could perform. It wasn't like, oh, well, we're going to have you count paper clips. No, we created an actual light duty job for these people and yeah. we needed it done. It right. was a resort, okay? It's a resort, and we created a job in light duty for people to come in and create amenity bags for the guests so that they were in the rooms when people came in, and it worked great. Mm -hmm. The problem is that they had not been consistent in their execution all, all along, and now this person was under the impression, even though we had revamped the program, even though we had retrained everybody, they just thought it was business as usual. So the HR manager calls me and says... 
They came in. They were they were on the schedule. I said, how long were they on the schedule? Well, they, they missed three days. I said, what would you do to anybody else who was a no-call, no-show for three days? She said they would automatically be terminated. I said, then you need to fire this person. Yeah. And they said, you don't think we're going to get sued? I said, what does your company policy say? What does your mm -hmm. company policy say about no-call, no-show? Right. This person was released for work. They were put on the schedule. They made the decision not to come in. I remember this story. Yeah. That's it. Right. right. So I said, fire them. Well, they did. And guess what happened? We haven't had a problem in three years since. We yeah. made an example out of that one person. We were not sued. They did try and get unemployment, which was shot down right out of the box because we pointed to the company policy. And it's really, really important that if you're advising your clients on doing these things, that you make sure that not only do you give them the solution, but you have to be very, very clear that they have got to execute it flawlessly 100% of the time, period. Mm -hmm. And if they, if they don't, then they've lost their ability to be consistent. But the injured worker has responsibility. Yeah. They have to give you, they have to provide you with the medical information, you know, about their, you know, what's about their treatment. Mm -hmm. They have to communicate their appointments. I mean, all of that, no, nothing else is different. Um, just and that should all injured. and that should all be in their safety program manual, whatever. But I think your point to them just pencil whipping it is is the key there. So how do you get them to buy into that on the front end and make them realize that they can't just do that in order for this to work? Because it starts it starts with that, right? It starts with the safety yeah. program and and the and the processes that they have. not necessarily the the light duty. It starts it starts more with with what their policies are. So sure. Uh, yeah. It's real simple. Here's how much it's costing you period. And the story, this is how much it is in mod points. This is how much it is in extra premium. And Oh, by the way, here's a fun little friend. We like to call soft costs. You have this in there too. And let's talk about all of the other things that are tied as up to a multi to being a multiple of the dollars you spend. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That that's how you solve the problem. It's fair. So I just think that when you when you get these accounts and you're looking at these loss runs and you're you're staring at them, take some time and really figure out what's going on, man. I mean, what? It's all there. All the data is there. You just got to kind of sift through it. And here's another thing: if it's not, raise that at the point of sale. If those loss runs are crappy and they don't have a bunch of information on them, that's yeah. a, one of two things. It goes back to what I said about accident reporting. Either you're not getting the information needed to report the claim accurately with as much detail as possible, and the carrier's running with what they can, or your carrier's just not pulling their weight, and they're not giving you the right information on the loss runs. And I mean, I've seen, how many times have we seen that where it's like, employees slipped oh. and fell? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. They slipped or and fell. On what? Where were they? What did they injure? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That part's so, crazy. Uh, so, I, I mean, it goes into you need to set expectations. And I talk about this in Keeping Commercial, and I'm not going to go into great detail here. But, I mean, that's one of the things we talk about is when you onboard a new account, you have to onboard the claims process both with your client and with the carrier. You need to let the carrier know what your expectations are. And that mm -hmm. needs to be jointly agreed on between you, the carrier, and the client, period. And you need to be sure that you have the ability to get that detail. If you're not going to be able to get the detail you need from basic loss runs, then you need that carrier to commit to you that they're going to allow you to get adjuster's notes from the adjuster so that you get the full-blown, here's everything going on with this claim, here's the most detailed description. But again, 
you got to start with accident and incident reporting and doing it on time, having a process in place and holding people accountable to executing it. If you don't do that, then don't, don't even think about blaming the carrier. You know, that that's your client's issue. And yep. if they give you pushback after you show them the economics, cut bait and leave. They're not your client. They're just right. going to be a pain in your rear end for years to come. And all of a sudden, this is going to become your problem because they're a victim that can't look in the mirror and realize they've created the situation that they're living in. It's not your fault. You're there trying to help them. They, If they don't want to help themselves as much as you're willing to help them, they're not somebody you want to represent. Walk away from the deal. Don't be an insurance whore, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, cool. Well, I think I brought fire enough for that. That's uh, a little so. longer than the last few shop talks have been. So is with that, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Wheels island up. hoppers from around <laughs> the world, I will see you next week. Well rested from Key West. Later. Sweet. Later. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes